0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm Mary Catherine Ham, your host. I am here as always with my co-host Vic Mattis of the Free Beacon. We are your morning show for any hour. We got all kinds of news coming to you today. But first, let's find out what's going on with Vic. How you doing? Hello,
1: Mary Catherine. Well, I know everybody's been waiting for this moment, so I'm going to be. This is this is where I make my big announcement. Our huh. listeners, you know, with bated breath. Lots of excitement. I got my blood test results back. Okay, not as bad. Okay, it turns okay. out starvation helps a little bit. Okay. Well. Okay. So and I wasn't sure how to. Not interpret.
0: as bad as what?
1: Well, yeah, not as bad as, as Wolford like Brimley.
0: My six hundred pound yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, right? my six
1: hundred pound life. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the, the guy, the Hawaiian dude right. who's saying over the rainbow. Oh, yes. That dude. Okay. Although Britta is <laughs> that his name? Yeah, Bruna is. May he rest in peace. Are
0: I he- think May. Beautiful voice. Yeah, but beautiful
1: voice. Although I, I bet you anything, there's a lot of there are a lot of large people who I bet you anything have better blood numbers than I do. Okay, it's just
0: healthy. It is. It's way. just the way. It's, yeah. it's just
1: the way it is. Some people are like that. Uh, so and I Donald was, Trump for I, I was, Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he eats. What did Corey Lewandowski say? He does like a double surf and turf. You know, Big Mac, two two Big Macs, two uh, flay fishes, and a shake. Wow. Supposedly. Oh no, or a Coke or something like that. But anyway, so. I wasn't sure how to interpret some of the numbers. So, of course, I ran through them with my father. Oh,
0: see, see, you can do that. I just do it with Google, which is a
1: dangerous proposition sometimes. It's very dangerous (laughs) to do it that way. So I asked him how I was. I ran by the numbers. And I said, okay, well, first of all, I said, you know, glucose is technically pre-diabetic. It's 102. I don't know if you know what that means. But my dad goes, ah. It's fine.
0: That's pretty low. Yeah, he I says see.
1: 100 is the limit of normal, yeah. right? So 102 just over there. I said my A1C, which is, you hear this on commercials a lot for like Ozempic or any of the diabetic drugs, you know, you know, how to lower your A1C number. 6 something, I forget what it is. It's up there is diabetes. 5.6 is the limit of normal, right? Okay. That's the limit of normal. I was 6.0. I am 5.8. So okay. I went right. at least I went the other direction because I starved myself. Trajectory is correct. Trajectory is right. And he goes, oh. He goes, that's fine too. That's good. That's okay. good. The greatest news was my triglycerides, which some people have known, and, and I mentioned this on the sub-beacon uh, a few times, which was beyond the charts. Yeah. Like I think the <laughs> limit is 200 or whatever it is, 140, 160, whatever it is, was is the limit. And beyond that is like, they couldn't even cover right.
0: it. Right, they'd have to they'd have to have a new exam room where they put a chart on the wall. Yeah, yeah. In order and to continue, that large, yes. they could then continue the line. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. exactly.
1: It would go on. Yeah. This is Vic's room where we put his and stats. And here it is. Okay, <laughs> near that little window down the hall. Right. And it was one twelve, which is a great number. I've never okay. had it that low. Cholesterol. Look at that. Cholesterol. Is, hey, I said, I said, and my cholesterol's two sixty six. And he said, eh, that's high. <laughs> so I, I haven't heard anything from my doctor. I assume she'll probably want to get me on one of these cholesterol lowering drugs. But what I did, just as you had mentioned, Mary Catherine, is Mm -hmm. I actually went on to Google and I and I typed like, what can pre-diabetics eat? Right. It turned out the answer is nothing.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. That's
1: nice. There's there's water, which I have right here. (laughs) Even fruits like you're not supposed to eat certain fruits because it's too much sugar. You know, Well, I mean, it's all no orange juice. And I had that this morning.
0: Oh, yeah. So, orange juice is just like a straight hit of already, water already processed. Your body has to do no work yeah, to get that yeah. in. That's Orange juice is for running marathons, okay? Like, like If you're mile 26, I, have a sip of orange I juice. I
1: understand that, which is why I drank two Snapples. Instead. <laughs> no, I did not. I had a little bit of orange juice and water. But I wondered because, you know, we had nice friends. I think it was Aaron Harrison who brought in that nice tray of donuts in right, our office. Right. The mini donuts. They were Can pre-diabetics.
0: Click, click, click eat small
1: donuts I, you know what I forgot to type in small
0: that's probably the problem because
1: you know what they said no the answer <laughs> is no and they said the only kind and somebody snarkly had replied the only donut you can eat is the vegetable shaped like a donut that Aww. was it so well. I'm thinking about it but that's the state I'm in all right well um, we're
0: gonna do we're gonna do some biohacking we're gonna figure this we're gonna, out gonna for well, you, well I fact. did
1: you, I took your advice the other day when I was at more Mar- uh, not Mar- <laughs> Mar- <laughs> at the palm you see I'm getting confused already. We were at the Palm, and
0: before anything,
1: what did I have? I had the Caesar salad with extra anchovies. There you go.
0: It should help you.
1: And here I am now.
0: <laughs> that was actually the key. Oh, my goodness. How this are you? En- this yes. entire show is a HIPAA violation now.
1: It is. I know. I reveal all my numbers. <laughs> I don't care. How are you doing? Uh, Welcome back.
0: I'm good. I'm good. I was on a trip. So I've had I had a busy week. As, as you guys know, my oldest was in the hospital for a couple of days. We got home from that. I had had a previously planned trip that was supposed to start Saturday morning, so I thought, okay, we'll play this by mm. ear. I don't want to lose the money that we spent on this ticket. Of course, I bought the cheap ticket, so of course it's non-refundable. And so, yeah.
1: who but who gets the refund? I think everybody just yeah, takes right? Their chance. Isn't that we how all take we all take our our work? Okay, yep.
0: good. I'm glad you're to not alone. So I don't get the refundable ticket. So I'm like, you know, I'd rather not lose that, and I'd like to go to the thing. But let's play it by ear. My daughter seemed. Completely normal, worn out for a day or two, but just definitely cognitively herself. And so I said to Steve, can you handle while I take the baby down to Florida? I took the baby down to the free state of Florida, where it is nice and warm. It's so warm that even I, as a Southerner, when I'm packing in March in D.C., can't conceive of how differently I need to dress when I get there. So I take down, like, two pairs of jeans, some T-shirts. A dress for an event I was sure. going to, a sweater. Do not need a sweater. The baby, however, was very well dressed. He had two resort wear items. One was like a little, like almost like a Hawaiian onesie with little oh. with patterns on oh, it and like, a collar like and collared. Shirt yes. No, so good. he wore that to an event. It was oh. my friend Carol who Carol Markowitz, who oh, wrote yeah. the book Stolen Youth and works for the New York Post. Write, writes for the New York Post her daughter's bat mitzvah and it was quite a shindig it was beautiful oh and i thought you know what i should go down and see carol and so we did and You're we partied the night away with the florida right-wing mafia down there wonderful yeah it was yeah. good can
1: i ask is this uh, geographically north central south florida uh, south
0: florida oh, okay south florida. Right. so, so we were very warm. we were waiting. it was it was warm and so i you know didn't need all those jeans it turns out <laughs> I can't
1: imagine. You know what's weird, though? I bet they wear jeans, Dan. The, the locals. They do. And Floridians. I just wore
0: jeans with a T-shirt. But then I, then I realized, like, I didn't even bring a swimsuit, you dum dumb. No. So I went and got one at Target. It, it,
1: it's like when you – if you go down to the Caribbean, all the natives who live on these – the islanders, shall we say, they're all wearing pants. You know? They're, we're the, unless they're at the beach. If they're specifically at the beach – They will wear what would be beachwear otherwise, right? It's like
0: Midwesterners who just wear shorts all winter long. You know they can't feel their calves.
1: It's the other way. It's the reverse. You think it's the reverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I like down there in the in in the Caribbean though. So they'll wear like pants, but they all have great short sleeve button downs.
0: Yes, you don't see enough those
1: unless you're a like science teacher.
0: No, that yeah, (laughs) the short sleeve button down is definitely. A water adjacent fashion. You yes. need to be near water to now, wear the I short sleeve button I used to, I used to
1: wear that a lot around here back in the day, and I think that even then it probably wasn't cool. Well, and... people
0: were probably intimidated by your guns. You know, <laughs> I think that was probably it.
1: Guns out, guns out. Yeah, so let's say, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what happened. Oh man! So then we had an adventure coming back. Whew. We had an adventure coming back. I was on a JetBlue flight that oh. was supposed to leave at six fifteen p.m. And I knew, yeah, six fifteen p.m. And I know
1: that when you're on
0: the afternoon to Mm -hmm. late evening flight, that the chances that everything will have been backed up and delayed Mm -hmm. by then are pretty high. Yeah. And so I was prepared for some delay. So I get the email while I was, you know, really hurting sitting Mm -hmm. on a beach chair with Carol chatting that my my flight is delayed three hours. So I'm like,
1: Ugh, take well, morning how, take
0: how about morning. how about if I just stay here? No, no, no. The email says we're trying to mitigate this delay for you. So you should definitely get to the.
1: They still want you there. They just
0: want you Can there. Can you be
1: near the gate? Right. <laughs> they want you near the gate. That's and I'm
0: like, say. look, we all know that you're not going to mitigate this delay for mm-hmm. me. Can you please mitigate not messing up my day by just telling me yeah, get there around nine or so? So, no, I listened to them, and I went at 5 o'clock to catch my 6.15 plane, which I knew was not going to happen. And I was there until 11 p.m. With the baby. He did great. He was a a champ. This is a very good age for traveling with children. He was very cooperative. And even when they cry, everybody's like, oh, no, sweet little cry. Nobody's mad about it, right?
1: Yeah, not for a baby like that.
0: And we were delayed long enough that by the time we got on the plane... Mm Everybody was in suspiciously good spirits. And I thought, oh, that's because they were all at the bar. Yes.
1: I was gonna say <laughs> that's we, what I would have done
0: before yeah. we got on the plane. And I myself had a margarita at the Chili's, which was the only restaurant in our wing of the airport. And such a by the way, it's such a gamble when you decide to go through security.
1: Because on your way to security, yep. stores and yep. things and it's oh, all great and restaurants. You're like, Well, I'm gonna go through now and I can't go back. Yeah, And I'm probably going to this wing. I hope there's something good. I
0: hope there's something good. And, you know, I have no issue with chilies. I just was hoping that, you know, it's like it, I thought it might be a right. little shishy mm-hmm. in there. You,
1: you know what you were hoping? There'd be like one of those little mini satellites of Joe's Stone Crab. Right, right. The airport edition. <laughs> That's
0: what I was going to do. So I did have a margarita there. I watched a beautiful sunset out the window of oh. the chilies at the airport. And we got on the flight and everybody was in good spirits slash talking a little bit too loud around me. Yeah. about their various yes. exploits and careers and whatnot. Yes. I was fine with it. Everybody's jubilant, jovial, jovial. jovial that's what they were. Yeah. And the folks next to me on the plane were an older couple, and they could not have been sweeter about the baby and Aww. helped me entertain him and were not mad at all that there mm-hmm. was a baby next to them. So that is generally my experience, and I'm so glad Good. that people are sweet about it. And I tell parents not to be so, so worried about that.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But did I practice my security line breakdown? several times before I went on this vacation, or vacation, on this
1: trip. Explain, yes, I did. Explain breakdown.
0: When you're in the security line with a stroller and a baby, oh. you need to think through the steps in which you will break down your stuff and the take off your shoes. literal breakdown,
1: not, not the emotional breakdown. No, I didn't They You're getting ready with an act to get you onto <laughs> no, the plane no. first.
0: No, you need okay. to think about how you're going to break things down. So, mm-hmm. for instance, I have to put the stroller down into a car seat shape mm-hmm. and then put it back up on the thing and then take the baby out, or else I'm gonna be holding the baby and trying to lift the car seat at the same time. Oh my you see? Gosh, yes. You have to think about these things, and then if you think about them and you comport yourself with dignity mm-hmm. and you do the things quickly, people will look at you and go, slow clap, slow clap, mom, right? Instead, what, yeah, of, no, instead no. of losing respect in that line, you will yeah. gain respect in yeah. that
1: line. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, you are being judged.
0: Oh, for sure. People, the guy behind you is like, she's I she's going to be so slow. Why didn't I get right in front of her? Yeah. And, and then, then I'm like, boom, not slow. What?
1: <laughs> if You only saw, listeners, if you only saw her hand expression right now, it was very good. It was really, so, really good.
0: So we got through that. Or and fun. finally, we got home. It took forever to get my luggage, which, of course, had to be checked because I went on the discount airline that checked my bag instead of letting me carry it. And we got home at
1: 2.15. Is it? Yes, because I saw your email.
0: My I'm like, in the oh, car.
1: good. Here's the list at 2.46.
0: <laughs> my bad. It's okay. Could I have done it in the airport? Yes, except that I had a baby on me the yeah. whole time.
1: <laughs> he wasn't giving you suggestions.
0: Yeah. No, he didn't have a lot. So we did make it home. And, you know, in the, the thing about getting old, though, is you can stay up late. Like, I'm like, oh, look at me, 2.15. You can't sleep in.
1: No, you I was up can't. at 6.30. Like, what's That's up, right. guys? That's Here we right. go. That's right.
0: Start the day. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We gotta do some news. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and it's not the news isn't great this week. Everyone everyone knows. You guys are as experienced it as as we are. And I in fact know a couple people who live down in Nashville and who are close with this church community that endured at their little private school a shooting that killed three adults and three children. So let's start with some of the basic my basic concerns about talking about shooting incidents. One, I'm just careful about what social media says or retweeting or spreading any of it for at least 24 hours. We're sort of on the, we're we're close to that right now. So things are more solidified than they were yesterday. It is important not to be a monster about how you talk about these things and to keep in mind Mm -hmm. victims first. I try not to use the name of the shooter or probably the manifesto, which I think is going to be released, and I think that can be problematic. Don't blame the victims. This is some of the monstrous behavior we saw yesterday. And, like, don't immediately use the crime to just, like, clobber your political adversaries or pick your most favorite piece of legislation that you want passed. Right. I just think in in the first couple of days, maybe just, like... Well, it's
1: it's the Rahm Emanuel line of never letting a crisis go to waste. Yeah.
0: And I know we're stuck in this cultural loop where everyone's in their corners and they're all they all feel like yeah. the fight is unfair and mm-hmm. they have to use these tactics. And it's its actually important to be a jerk in the wake right. of such a thing or else nothing will get done. I know that people genuinely feel that way. And they're acting partly partly out of a, a place of helplessness and wanting to get mm-hmm. to make things better. But I'm not sure it makes things better.
1: It amazes me that even now and maybe it doesn't amaze. Maybe I should not be amazed. But even now in 2023, people really cannot resist on social media jumping to conclusions. And the first people, as soon as you hear this news, and people in very important positions, either in the media or positions of power, who will then immediately assume, well, it's got to be X, Y, or Z. In this particular case, demographically, you would guess it's probably going to be a male conservative shooter or something of that nature. Now, of course, what makes this a lot more complicated in the media and this is and this is all in Nashville We're talking about the Nashville shooting here is that the shooter was first identified as a female assailant and yes. and it seemed unusual because that's not really the, it doesn't fit the mold right and then it got more complicated as you know when the police then say that and I'm not sure how they knew this at the time, but that the shooter identified as a male. Right. And so as soon as you hear trans, I think there was some confusion if it was a a man identifying as a woman. Again, because you assume that the shooter is going to be, how many females go to, to
0: shoot right. schools? Very rare. There, I, I believe the, the only shooting of this kind that I can think of right. that was a woman was the YouTube headquarters that had the, I believe she was an environmental activist yes. possibly come and in. again,
1: that's another one where they jumped, the media was all over this, and they found out, a, uh, the YouTube shooter was a woman and also, I believe, a Muslim. Hmm. And then immediately yeah. it was gone. And I think we're seeing this now because, and I, I, I'll i hand this back to you, that the New York Times and the USA Today were quick to correct well, the gender of the killer.
0: Yes. So let me before we get to that, let me name the victims yeah. real quick just so you guys know. So there are three children, Evelyn Dyke House or Deke House, nine, William Kinney, nine, Hallie Scruggs, nine, who was the daughter of the pastor of this church, Mike Hill, 61, who's a school custodian, Cynthia Peak, 61, a substitute teacher, and Catherine Kuntz, 60, who was the head of the school, and by head all master. accounts, just an amazing mm-hmm. person who was very invested in all the kids' lives. So incredibly sad for all of them and their, their families. It is this strange situation we're in where we can know beyond a shadow of the doubt that the shooter was driving a Honda Fit but we cannot know male or female right yeah. it's in every and everyone's confused about how to talk about this because the police initially thought we engaged a female shooter
1: right because she's but a it, biological
0: right female but she's a natal female who's identifying as a man and, and we don't know if she's socially transitioned or medically transitioned and, we don't know any of this uh, information no, but
1: the media is trained to make sure that they respect yes the choice yes of the killer of the three children and uh, the three adults.
0: Yes, there were several attempts. And and there were activists who said like, hey, let's not, this is already a tragedy. Let's not add the tragedy of misgendering on top of it. And it's like, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, like, oh. so, let's tap the brakes, guys. That is I, equal
1: level of, tra- that is, of tragedy, really.
0: Let's just tap the brakes on that. So we are at a weird place where the facts of the matter are not easy to deliver to the people which if i thought it was the actual job of the media anymore i'd be more disappointed about but i don't think they're actually interested in facts often anyway so it is a natal female who was in some period of transition and used he him pronouns and so everybody's confused about how to talk about this person and then we have the response i believe by the way i think
1: msnbc has opted for they just to play it safe
0: i mean i don't know man
1: but then it's like, are there multiple killers? You know, I mean, it's.
0: Yeah, that's true. It, it gets again, communicating yeah. facts is gets much more tricky. When is we it, cannot I have a question. I have things. a question.
1: Does that mean does that change the number of the verb when they identify if, if they with they, then they are, then they oh, were a, or they is?
0: I think it's I think they it changes were. the verb, too. Yeah. So this is this. Is, it's hell on. Sorry. editors. Sorry. Okay? Yeah. So then we have yeah. the police response, which I want to talk about. Did you see the body cameras was was released? Yeah. A couple of thoughts. It seems clear to me there were 14 minutes between the first call and the gunman gun one being down. And it seems clear that from the body cam that the some lessons of Uvalde were heeded. Yes. Yes. That the responding officers went immediately inside and there was either a policy or a plan that they all knew, right? Yeah. It was clear. They followed
1: a protocol and they had trained for it. The
0: officers who were responding knew what they were supposed to do. There was yep. a guy who, whether it was his rank or just the fact that he arrived first, was clearly calling the shots mm-hmm. and he was listened to and he knew what he was doing. And they all seemed quite possessed and precision about what they were up to, especially To see them as calm as they were in what is an incredibly stressful situation means they must have trained for this in some specific ways. And there was one moment in the, I didn't watch all of the body cam, but there was one moment where he, he walks the first responding officer who gets the award for having the greatest name, which is Officer Rex Engelbert. When Officer Rex responds, there is a teacher standing outside, and this is a difference from Uvalde as well. Who put herself in danger to not be locked down, to stand outside where the shooter at one point was shooting outside to responders. She stood there to inform the responding officers this is the situation inside so that they had some idea what they were walking into. Mm -hmm. They said the kids are locked down. There's a couple that we're not sure about. And they go in. They start to clear rooms. Those are all clearly empty in that first little spot. And then when they hear gunshots, they go immediately toward them. Yeah we're going upstairs they go upstairs and they take the, the shooter out we live in a fallen world and many scary terrible things are going to happen and it is important to have really brave people who can help us through these things and officer rex engelbert and officer michael Colazzo who are the two who did the shooting and the rest of those guys who immediately went in yeah. just well done even in even though it's the most grim occasion it could have been worse
1: yeah they stay focused, compartmentalized. This is the job we need to do. And they're trained, again, like firefighters. You know, if there's a fire, you know, we're trained to run away from fires and bullet gunfire. And, and their instinct is now to go into it.
0: Oh, I, yeah. I was going to say, the the moment that kind of got me was when the guy walks up to the teacher and the teacher gives him a very brief summary of what's going on inside. And he says, yes, ma'am, to her. And it was just such a southern mm-hmm. Thing, yeah, of course, because this is Nashville. I said, yes, ma'am, and he then moves forward like this guy who's yeah. about to walk into he knows not what and risk his life. Yeah. Like yes, ma'am, to this yes to this this teacher. teacher. So I don't. know. It's all very and heavy.
1: And, and now we have and now we have again a lot of finger pointing. Now yes. and I'm sure that it's it's happening. I'm sure on both sides about it. And again, like like you just said, we need to be careful about jumping to any sort of conclusions, including why we have yet to read the manifesto. From what we understand. Right the shooter was clearly disturbed.
0: Yeah. And well, when we get into this, we're in this loop where mm -hmm. everyone is like, well, you're going to try to pin it on me. So I got to pin it on someone else first. And I believe in my cultural memory, that Mm -hmm. sort of started with the Palin, yeah. being blamed for the Jared La- oh, sure. Laughlin which is the Gabby yeah, yeah, Gifford's and yeah. targeting
1: the targeting of candidates. There Remember was Cross there was years. no
0: evidence that, that that he was related in any way no. to Palin's ideology or to her campaign or a fan. and even if he were, he was still schizophrenic.
1: People jumped on that story.
0: So and fast. it was the entire media took to yeah. blaming Sarah Palin specifically for that. Mm-hmm. And since then we've kind of been in a, ra- a ratcheting yeah. of like who caused this with yeah. the rhetoric yeah. and Blaming entire movements, Mm -hmm. whichever side they may be on, and And their policies and their political speech and their policies for these things is dangerous territory because then you end up just well being full of it Mm -hmm. and using these things to shut up your political opponents, and that is a bad look.
1: The depressing thing, of course, is even if you get caught flat-footed and you are completely wrong on something, ah. You'll just keep on going. I know. I don't really think there's a price to pay. But, for example, on 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 The View, right, I think they were talking about the shooting. There's not one discussion about who the shooter was. And even if the shooter bears any responsibility for pulling the trigger, committing threat, right. the, the fault, it's the gun's fault.
0: Well, and again— And then,
1: re- and then of course, Republicans for blocking right. Joe Biden.
0: Well, as as one of my, my favorite followers on Twitter is A.G. Hamilton 29, he says— And this is the thing, is that it's not applied equally. If the rules were applied equally, it would be different. He says, if I understand this correctly, if a shooter has right-wing views, then the right's rhetoric is responsible. If the shooter has left-wing views, then the right's policies are responsible. This is very convenient. And it is... Yeah, either way. Yes. It is set up that way. And it then creates this ratcheting where we all find someone to blame because they know whoever gets blamed, if there's no defense against it, then... The uh, the answer is going to be you guys shut up and you guys do whatever you want to do. And we, and do. we think
1: and we think this is absurd, or that we're going to exaggerate here. But the fact is, somebody—if it's not happened already—somebody's going to say, "What drove this poor person to commit this crime?" And it was the anti-trans intolerant policies of either the state or the school or teachers. Yeah. Somebody there is at fault. They had it. I mean, this is something really well, really awful. Well,
0: and again, awful. I'm uncomfortable connecting political yeah. speech too closely to the acts of sometimes very disturbed people right right however if the left is going to tell me that eliminationist rhetoric causes these events then perhaps we should talk about how jane fonda was on the view two weeks ago right. saying that you should murder people who disagree with you yeah. that's a that's like a thing yeah. that she really said on daytime yeah. tv yeah. on the view
1: but did, did any of the other co-hosts by the way did they any of them post it's a short or were they nodding it,
0: it was a short that they they didn't Push back what they did is say you're joking right (laughs) you're joking that's a good joke (laughs) and then she's like makes a face like no i'm not now again speech does not cause crazy people to do Mm -hmm. these things per se Mm -hmm. and i don't want to put up barriers for Mm -hmm. either side to do political speech Mm -hmm. however when you're lecturing me about my responsibility for my speech all the time maybe check that out Mm -hmm. maybe 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 apply Mm -hmm. it to both sides
1: right I mean, again, more focus needs to had on mental health, I know. right? Wellness. There are a lot of gun rules in place. I don't know what her story. We don't know yet what her story is about yeah. how she acquired weapons. There were there the weapons. three guns.
0: There were two long guns yep. and one handgun. Yep. One was an AR. And, you know, the Biden White House has immediately jumped to sure. saying assault weapons ban, which is their go-to. I think
1: that Corinne Jean-Pierre as well.
0: And then I just want to play Corinne Jean-Pierre the way it's one thing to jump to saying this is the legislation we would like Mm passed. Let's hear how she says it. Right. How many more children have have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban? I mean, that's like that's like hours after this event occurred. Assault
1: weapons. Is that an actual term for a gun?
0: Not really. Also,
1: he's talked about banning semi-automatics wouldn't that be a lot of guns that'd be
0: just basically all of the guns yeah
1: there are still people out there i think who probably think an ar-15 is like a machine gun
0: yes it's not that's incorrect it is not and it is not automatic there are many many laws against automatic guns
1: there yes there's been a machine gun ban in place for quite some time now
0: yes and so here we are again we're going to do the same thing that we do and one of the things we do is, A, pretend that there are no gun laws on the books. There are lots. And B, then pretend that the last thing we passed doesn't exist. We, we talked about this. When Chris Murphy of Connecticut was championing the last bill in the summer of 2022, in the wake of Uvalde, yeah. we talked about it in the show. And I said, please remember that we passed this bill because next time they're going to say we did nothing. Yeah, And, and they're we- still...
1: And there's still a seg we're done, do that they're not doing
0: anything. Yes. Okay. It was but just for the record, on June 25th, Biden signed into law the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act after the House and the Senate approved the measure. The package represents the most significant federal legislation to address gun violence since the expired 10-year assault weapons ban of 1994. Although I would quibble with that because there was also legislation after the Virginia Tech shooting mm-hmm. that was meant to sure. shore up the background checks mm-hmm. and make sure that mental health stuff was involved yeah. and that states were communicating with federal database. Turns out, when you pass laws, that doesn't magically happen. So much of that has not been mm. done because mm-hmm. they're, the government's not right. doing things. Anyway, I'm not trying to just throw up my hands, and I'm also not willing to leave my hands empty when I'm trying to defend my family. So also, that's the yes. that's the bind we find ourselves yes. in.
1: Yes, and also, you know, I mean, again, you know, you you may feel good about when you see signs that say "gun-free zone," right? For like for schools, that's not going to stop the killer.
0: Well, and that's, A law-abiding
1: person is not going to carry a gun into a gun-free zone.
0: Right. Yeah. And there is also, we, we have not heard exactly what the other target might have been, but the, yeah. we've heard news that there may have been another target and that that target was bypassed by the shooter because it was deemed to be too secure. Mm-hmm. So there is, a, there is a difference between soft targets and hard targets. Mm-hmm. There is a conversation to be had about what we want our public spaces to look like because we live in a free society and I don't want it all. Right. To feel like you have to get magged every time it's you walk sad. into the mall. I it, don't it, want it to feel like. It's
1: very that. sad that it has to be this
0: way. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's not an uplifting day. So, But we can uplift those who are really going through it. And that school was very small. That church community was very close knit, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. And it's going to be very tough for them. Yeah. And then, you know, just like maybe soft pedal the manifesto when it comes out, guys. Because like giving a huge yeah fanfare to these things has the it's been studied has the potential to create copycats Mm -hmm. so we want to be careful about that anyway so our prayers are with them and i did appreciate by the way also the i believe it was the police chief saying look i know there's been some down talking about prayer in the past but we are going to pray for these folks because that's what we do here and i think that's important because i always thought it was a weird both both lack of empathy and a weird political tactic to say yeah. that prayer is bad. Yeah, Prayer is good. You want other things. I understand that, but mm-hmm. let's
1: like the, the email from a school district here that I get saying thoughts, not prayers, you know, oh, just, it's, it's just, thoughts. just thoughts. We're thinking of them, but we're not praying. Uh, we just want you to be sure.
0: And you know, we're going to continue to have this conversation because we yeah. always do after these things. And, but there is, as always, if you want legislation passed and if you want to, fewer guns the second amendment exists and you must contend with that yeah and the activists on that side sort of refuse to do that they're just like but we want to magic away guns and it's like well you, well, you can't well america's singular and it's gun violence and i'm like okay america's singular in holding the right to self-defense sacrosanct yeah and that is why it's different here and there are many many people in this country who very understandably as innocent people who are law-abiding don't want to give up that sacrosanct liberty yep. to f- try to fix this other thing. So that's where we are. No, you know it does it doesn't feel great.
1: No. No. It's one of those weeks.
0: Yeah. Oh. What should we move on to?
1: Did you want to mention Biden talking about his ice cream?
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. Can that's on my list here. Uh, yes. <laughs> Look, when something when something big happens and your first this was not an event. Yeah, let's this,
1: assume Let's assume the president was briefed on this, right? It's not like yes. it, this is not a my pet goat situation with George W. Bush. No, he was
0: speaking at now. It's not an event. It's not a press briefing. It's not an event about the shooting. He's at a women's business summit where he's already scheduled to speak. But generally, when the president comes okay. out after something like this, the first thing you do when you get to the mic is you know, say, Set we have mood. a situation yeah. here that I've been briefed on. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts and prayers are with Mm -hmm. those. This is what we got yesterday.
1: My name is Joe Biden, I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband, and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. which also, OK, just let me let me just to break this down as a joke. It doesn't quite make sense because it's like I have so much ice cream downstairs upstairs because I, down down I want more, you know. OK, but that and we all know how much he likes, as he says, as he said before in the past, chock a chip. Yeah. Much to the excitement of everybody, the gaggle around him. It is weird because, again, he did know, but maybe he's just too scared to venture off script.
0: All right. Be kind to your it rem- be kind to your people, it, people. It also you as know we have this conversation.
1: It, it reminded me of Nancy Pelosi's freezer full of Jennies because I believe the president has a refrigerator full of ice cream, you know, and, and it's not enough. And
0: it's and not on your menu anymore. It's,
1: uh, but remember, she shows the picture of Jenny's and everybody gets all excited on on you know they, they see her freezer. This is during the pandemic, right? I do. And everybody was like, "Yes, Queen," right? Yeah. Right. They loved it. Right. And they can't get enough. <laughs> Jennifer doesn't believe me. But that's I saw that. Those are the that was a reaction. And everyone's like, this is so great. Despite the fact that Jenny's is really expensive ice cream. Right. And then had it been Melania Trump saying, oh, I have a fr- well, fridge, a freezer full of Jenny's. They would have been protesting about again. Again, the, the rules, rich get the, the rules. The for rules thee. are
0: imperfect. That's right. Right. Applied. Right. The
1: rest of us have to slum it yeah. with briars.
0: Like if, if Trump came down, which I believe he would. If Trump, in the wake of something like this, started talking about what big mac oh. and fish fillet he had for lunch if that was his first thing i'd be like that was a bad move dude
1: he would have gotten dinged
0: shall we talk about the irs being oh, weaponized boy,
1: <laughs> those agents can't come soon enough
0: oh we got all the all the upbeat news this week yeah. so the irs this is wall street journal editorial board the irs makes a strange house call on matt taibbi matt taibbi you'll remember is the former rolling stone journalist and now independent journalist who had access to the Twitter files and wrote about many of the attempts of the federal government to jawbone and outright censor sometimes some of the opinions and even facts marshaled by just regular citizens during the pandemic and otherwise. Let's see. Democrats are denouncing the House GOP investigation into the weaponization of government, which is the subcommittee he spoke to. But maybe that's because Republicans are getting somewhere. That includes new evidence that the Internal Revenue Service may be targeting a journalist who testified before the Weaponization Committee. House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan sent a letter Monday to IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen seeking an explanation for why journalist Matt Taibbi received an unannounced home visit from an IRS agent. We've seen the letter, and both the circumstances and the timing of the IRS focus on this journalist raise serious questions. A home visit is uh, that's that's a cut above... Just a, a stern letter. Yes. It's definitely different. This wasn't this
1: wasn't you owe tens of thousands of dollars in back taxes, right? right? This is that it had been re- the, the returns somehow, even though they have confirmation that somehow they've been rejected. The e file, right? The e because that's how we're all doing it now is electronically. More more against uh, for those of us who are skeptical of technology. Right. The old the olds, Skynet's you know, more not, evidence.
0: Skynet's not getting Vic.
1: No, <laughs> Do it the old-fashioned way. It would be like my. By the way, it's like my mother would go. She would drive to Comcast to pay the cable bill. I used
0: to to do that because I was so bad at mailing things. Wow! I'd just be like, like wait in line. I'm sure there's like a Goodwill I can go shopping at, and then go to the Comcast next. (laughs) Just
1: wait, wait in line, and here's the bill. So (laughs) save yourself a stamp, not gas money, but save yourself a stamp. So they had this glitch problem where they were they were worried about identity theft or something, so it didn't go through. Okay, fine.
0: It happens. Right. But to get a knock on the door? Yeah. Like a house yeah. call? And, and again, this is one of those things where, like journalism, when journalism used to be concerned about conflicts of interest and that kind of thing, that you would avoid even the appearance yes. of attempting to go after Matt Taibbi. Like when yeah. Matt Taibbi's name comes across your desk, mm-hmm. you go, oh, if you're an IRS an a- agent mm-hmm. who has like some integrity, you go, hey, we probably shouldn't be using any stronger tactics yeah. with this particular person than with anyone else. Let's make sure we're really by the book on this yeah. one. But I don't buy that this is a coincidence.
1: No. I feel like they pulled the the old Al Capone move from The Untouchables where, yeah. you know, Elliot Ness is walking home and, and Frank Nitti's in the car. Must be nice to have a family, you know? Oh, what? You know, and then drives away. What was the IRS agent sent there? Did he just uh, how far did he travel? Yeah. Did he happen to be in the neighborhood and said, oh, yeah,
0: because the thing I about just the IRS, this, is let me give
1: him a knock and deliver this note.
0: Post covid, you don't get a lot of face to face interactions with the IRS. No. Not none of those agents are really in their offices. It's um, just by the way, I saw a headline. Remember curious. when we were told that like they weren't it was it was Republican nonsense that they were hiring more agents. More agents. And this just this week, there's a headline that 19,000 is the number that they're going to expand by in the, in the near future. So it's cool. Total lies, though. You, Republicans yeah. making that reactionary. Yeah, no. Made no, up no, things. No. Fake you're, news. you're
1: overreacting. You're overreacting.
0: Anyway, the IRS has not been on a great run yeah. in the Obama years. Of course, they did target yeah. conservative Tea Party aligned yeah. nonprofits and sort of gummed up the works for their approval as nonprofits, which meant that they could do less activism. That's right. And then they would have to you know, pay money to and time to continue to try to get accredited mm-hmm. as these nonprofit groups, they admitted that they did that based yeah. on ideology. Yeah. <laughs> and then more recently, in the past year, I think at least two occasions, someone at the IRS has leaked the personal tax returns of some of the country's richest people yeah. to That's right. journalism outlets. And I would just like everyone to think about that because we give them all of our information with the understanding that was usually upheld before this, that they don't go around leaking our personal financial information, even if it serves a narrative. And they shouldn't be doing that. And they should get in trouble when they do.
1: I used to tell all these people who tell me about, you know, Big Brother and stuff like that. Right. Weaponization. Right. That, you know, they're par- they're being paranoid. You're overthinking this. And then you hear these stories, whether it be the IRS, the FBI sending, you know, undercover agents to Latin mass, right. you know, and you're thinking, wait,
0: this is really happening. You know what? All the conspiracy theories are true eventually. <laughs> That's why they come here to getting hammered. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uplift us for a bit with that. I'm throwing you a curveball. Okay, I'm ready. ready. But this I'm, is
1: not in my notes. I'm ready.
0: I'm going to tell what you, you got? a nice story, just because I feel like okay. today's show is like yeah. a little heavy.
1: Yeah, it is. It was.
0: A man has praised OpenAI's latest model, GPT-4, for helping to save his dog's life after a vet couldn't figure out a diagnosis. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, look, the robots are—Skynet is going to take over, and everything feels very dark, but it might also save some more dogs' lives. Okay, so here. Cooper, who prefers to remain anonymous, lives in Eastern Europe. He was caring for his two-year-old border collie, Sassy, who was suffering from a tick bone disease when her condition suddenly deteriorated. Her anema was anemia was getting worse. They just recommended we admit her for monitoring, and I was thinking, if we don't determine the problem and treat it, how could her condition ever improve? So he submits all of her— symptoms and tests to the to the ai and and the ai pops out a very specific anemia diagnosis and what's causing it so that it can be treated and he takes it to the vet and the dog is okay now
1: like who is the who did he did you say he had gone previously and did not get a diagnosis he went for did he go right
0: he went to the vet first yeah, yeah. but i think he took some of the actual results from the test there i'm just
1: wondering if the vet's like you know dr nick from the the simpsons you know maybe a better vet would have figured this out
0: (laughs) well i think it you know i can see that if you have sort of unclear signs of what a dog is Mm -hmm. going through and maybe you don't do a bunch of invasive testing because it's a dog right you're not maybe you're not taking them to the mri machine right that you might be confused about what the actual diagnosis is and play it a little slow with a dog but no this guy goes to the chat gpt and is like You've learned everything in the human world, ChatGPT. Please save my dog. And the ChatGPT is like, sure, okay. Here's your diagnosis.
1: I guess I should ask ChatGPT about how I can eat a donut. Is that what you're telling me?
0: That's, you know what? Yeah. I wonder if it would return some 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 glucose hacks for you. That's,
1: that's what I want. I just want glucose hacks.
0: No, because the ChatGPT is famously not red-pilled, so it would give you government-approved yep, it's true. info on nutrition, have which you, would all be wrong. Have you tried anything with this yet? I have not. I'm scared of it. I don't want to have any. No, I don't want to have conversations it. with it.
1: I. Uh, no, I just. Yeah.
0: You know it. what? This is going to get on the internet, and ChatGPT is going to hear that I don't no. want to talk to it. And this when the should... time comes, I will not be on the saved list. Can I just? Lament? I will be can on I, the eliminate list. Can I
1: just? Can I just? Yes. Can I just lament? This reminds me of the other conversation that we didn't have about AI relationships and romances. Oh. You know, you, you thought that was not appropriate, and I'll tell you why. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm not gonna. <laughs>
0: We, to, yeah, we we had it we we entertained the notion of doing do we, a story about I, falling in love with AI.
1: I had pages and pages. So much
0: material, and pages. guys.
1: Pages. Most of it was going through the Japanese websites. Oh okay. My God. Just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. Did you want to talk about Oreos?
0: Anyway, the dog is safe. Oh okay, good, guys. thank okay. you. Okay. We're yes. doing two light stories at the yeah, end. Yeah, there you go. Because Come we on. started so heavy. No, okay. Did. MIT scientists twist apart more than one thousand Oreos in search for the perfect method. It's safe to say many people eat Oreos the same way. They twist them apart, then consume the cookie as two separate cream-covered wafers. This is reported in the Wall Street Journal. Yet more than a century after the Oreo's inception, way to go, Oreo. Yes. Many connoisseurs haven't solved a frustrating problem, how to twist it so both wafers end up with filling on them. Michelle Dignan, vice president of Oreo in the U.S., said there's no secret method. That, it seems, made it a worthy challenge for some scientists at MIT. That's right, MIT. I've always been annoyed that I have to twist them apart and then push cream from one side to the other, said Crystal Owens, a Ph.D. candidate in MIT's mechanical engineering department. She led a group of researchers on a quest to figure out if there was a trick to getting the cream to glom onto both halves. What is your take on, first of all, how to eat an Oreo?
1: I just eat them. I you, don't. I you just,
0: would, yeah, you monster. I, I, don't, I don't
1: twist apart. The sometimes they come apart on their own fine. And I look at it and I shrug and then I eat it. Okay. It is interesting because it just, you know, the, 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 the thin cream C-R-E-M-E mm-hmm. filling just sort of strips apart. You know, you, right. could, you could actually tear it apart. It's not like in a bakery and they, you know, pump this thing in there. It's just, you know, it's this filmy thing. So it sticks together sort of. I, but I eat it like a sandwich. Okay. So that's the first thing. What about you?
0: First of all, if you just hand me a dry Oreo out of the package, I want nothing to do with it. Nothing.
1: You mean like an accidental? No,
0: just like if it's... If oh, I got, you mean if you I don't need, have a it needs don't an milk. Aco- it needs an accompaniment,
1: and I think it's only milk.
0: Yes, so I use milk with my Oreos, and then I dunk them to the point that they're almost dissolving, and then eat the whole thing together.
1: I, I, I don't. I've dunked. I've dunked, but I'm perfectly fine eating them separately. I'll I'll be more controversial here. I because I'm not really a chocolate person. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer golden Oreos. Wow. Yes. I, I love golden.
0: I don't love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask you this. Regular Oreos or double stuff? Was that overkill? Regular. Okay. Yeah. How the about,
0: ratio is off with the double stuff.
1: How about Hydrox?
0: I'm willing to entertain a Hydrox. which is like
1: the, it just It's the a rival, right? It's just
0: such a gross name.
1: Yes. Yes. I had Hydrox and then I added it when I was cleaning my shower. It sounds I like you I applied an, some Hydrox. Yeah, or like an
0: SSRI. <laughs> Which Oreos actually qualify as. They're a therapy replacement. Okay. I'm just kidding. Interesting. Um, okay. So hmm. the, the details are they put it, they tried this with more than a thousand Oreos. The fickle filling stuck to just one wafer about 80% of the time. And the speed of twisting didn't matter. Even at the, they had used some sort of machine to try this, even at the slowest twisting speed, which took about five minutes to separate the halves. Cream stayed on one side at the maximum speed, about a hundred times faster then a person can twist the cream flew off both halves. so instead, okay. Also, I dispute that people want it on both sides. I think you want all of it on one. To me, the game. Yeah, yeah. The you game just would have be a to, little cracker on the other side, clean A off, little biscuit. Yes, right? a
1: little biscuit. That's right. That's right. It's it's the Some way. Some
0: PhD. This is gonna be. It's
1: it's the way. It's it's the way. I w- okay. Now I joke about eating a, uh, an Oreo whole. I actually like eating a Twix bar by breaking up, like the caramel and the chocolate. The and different- Having a pure biscuit. If they sold just the biscuit, I would buy it of the Twix bar. From your
0: lips to God's ears. There it is. You know what's interesting?
1: So you mentioned this about how it was invented many, many years ago. You know, obviously uh, invented at the headquarters of the old headquarters, the National Biscuit Company. Okay. Yes. Which currently housed in New York, in Chelsea, New York, is currently home to, the very building is currently home to the Food Network.
0: Oh, that's nice. I learned
1: that on a tour of the Food Network.
0: Have we talked about Girl Scout cookies yet this year?
1: No. Do you have thoughts? Did any
0: of the new ones wow you? Or? No, so I was just thinking while we're on the subject, we should co- we haven't covered this, and it's important. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. There is a new one, and apparently it's sold out everywhere. Oh, you right. You can buy it on eBay. It's a raspberry flavored yes. something. Yes, in fact,
1: you know, my daughter sold some, and that was not one of the choices for selling. Not for this region? No, no, no. We
0: were, we were blacked out like an NFL game. It you can't. You can't, can't have that here. here.
1: Can't get it here.
0: I'm going to look it up. Let's see. I raspberry Girl Scout
1: cookie. I'm assuming that there's chocolate involved, though.
0: Yes. It, that's, no, it doesn't look like it. What? Oh, Raspberry Rally. Here we go. Raspberry Rally looks like it is indeed a raspberry filling and chocolate around it. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Thin crispy cookies infused with raspberry flavor dipped in a chocolate coating.
1: It's not like a, a not a raspberry jammy thing. No, no, no. You know what I'm talking
0: it's about. It's more right? yeah, it's more like a crunchy cookie with oh, okay. raspberry flavoring. I mean
1: I would try it, but I think the big hit the, one of the big sellers this year for my, oh my gosh for my daughter was S'mores. I'm sorry, I just what? pulled up
0: this eBay listing and it's two hundred and forty dollars for twelve boxes. <laughs>
1: oh, come on now. <laughs> ah, it's ridiculous.
0: It's I, I was at first I thought it was one box and I was like, Wow, I gotta get in oh. this business. I gotta start dealing yeah. raspberry rallies, but no, in fact, it's twelve boxes for two forty.
1: Nevertheless, Oof. so s'mores is a big hit. Really? Yes. How? Uh, I'm not
0: big. I'm not big on s'mores in general. It's not. Bad.
1: It's a very particular taste. So, what are you? Thin mints.
0: Thin mints. I'm mm. real basic. Basic B. I like. You want to find basics? I
1: like dosey does.
0: Oh, I like is those that, too. Because you know the Food. the
1: cookies actually oatmeal.
0: Oh, is it oatmeal? Yeah, yeah I didn't ish. Know that. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is the one? It has a bad name. The one that's the shortbread cookie.
1: Oh, Trifoil. Yeah, Thank trifle. you, Jennifer. I
0: like, I like a shortbread cookie, which is also <laughs> super boring. Sorry, yeah, guys. No,
1: you know what? The, there's, a, there's also that lemon one. You know the lemon one? Yeah. Yeah, it's for diabetics. That's why I know about it. Okay, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I'm MK Hammer on Twitter, MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Be nice to everyone while we're having this conversation. I know it sounds trite, but it is helpful and it will help, you know, society fall apart less quickly while we're waiting for Skynet to take over and cure all all of our dogs and then decide if we get to continue running civilization. I think they might judge against us. What do you think, Vic? We're doomed. Thanks for being with us, guys, and getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. We'll